If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, everybody. It's your friend Adam from golfunfiltered.com. You can follow me on Twitter at golfunfiltered. You can send me an email, golfunfiltered at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at golfunfiltered. It's been quite a while since uh, we last spoke. It's just me today talking with you guys about uh, some pretty serious subjects because it's been a a rough week uh, in general for uh, a lot of people, myself included. Um, But uh, first to kind of touch on why it's been so long since you've last heard me. Well, uh, both good and bad reasons, mostly good. Just been very busy. There's a lot of... uh, good personal things going on. My uh, younger sister-in-law is getting married, and so there's marriage festivities that are going on, and, and you know, work has been really busy in a good way. Um, and so it's just kind of hard to find time to sit down and uh, and talk about golf-related stuff. Still been playing golf. I'm actually going tomorrow. I'm recording this on a Friday uh, evening. Um, and uh, I will talk a little bit about a recent round uh, that I played with a friend of mine, Matt Saturnus. You know him as the uh, brainchild, or one of the brainchildren, I guess. Is that how you make that plural? <laughs> uh, behind uh, Plugged In Golf. Um, but uh, as far as uh, social news goes, uh, you know, uh, not before I get too ahead of myself, one of the things that I've always promised myself if I were to start a podcast. And, and listeners, if you've been a long-time listener, you've heard me kind of take this tone before, is if I've ever started a podcast where I can reach out to a handful of people, and we get around, uh, with the help of our friends over at the Hackers Paradise, you know, we get around three to 5,000 uh, listens uh, per episode. And so that's that's pretty good, I think. I don't know. But I always promised myself that if I had this sounding board, I would talk about important issues in addition to golf. And so if you're tuning into this episode, which is episode 162, um, understand that we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that have been going on um, uh, socially and how it relates to golf. And I'm also going to share a little bit about myself personally and how I use golf to kind of get over some of the tough times uh, that may come and go in my life over time. Now, I'm recording this on June 8th, 2018, and it's a Friday, as I mentioned, and this week was hard uh, in terms of uh, two well-known public figures uh, committed suicide, Uh, the first being Kate Spade, the super popular designer, Um, happened earlier in the week, at the beginning of the week, and we come to learn uh, shortly, a couple days after, you know, you you don't want to pry too much into these uh, these personal matters, but as a public figure, chances are you're going to hear more details over time. We come to learn from uh, her sister uh, that uh, Spade did not seek treatment uh, out of fear about what people would think about her. Um, and that's that's sad. You know, that's that's very, I'm, that's, <laughs> that's underselling it. You know, I mean, that's extremely sad. It's tragic. Um, that, that, that opinion would be held. Uh, but I know that it's not uncommon, uh, which I'll touch on in a little while as well. And then 
just this morning, uh, we learned that uh, storyteller, star chef, TV star, personality, Anthony Bourdain, uh, also took his own life. Um, obviously, details will probably filter out uh, shortly thereafter, uh, after today. Um, and hopefully that uh, it won't follow the same thread where he uh, declined treatment or declined speaking to someone out of fear of something. Um, but at the end of the day, both stories are very tragic. Uh, they both, I, I am of the opinion that these types of things can be prevented. Uh, I'm sure that I'm not alone in that. Um, but it's important to talk about. And earlier in the week as well, you know, completely unrelated to any of this. Um, you know, I shared a story that I had written in 2017 about my own personal struggles with mental illness and mental health, uh, specifically anxiety and at times depression. Um, I've been pretty open about this, both on uh, social as well as, you know, sporadically within the actual blog and maybe once or twice on this podcast. But, you know, I, I have an anxiety disorder. I've had it probably my entire life, but I've only been diagnosed with it for, you know, probably 15 years or so. Uh, I'm 36 now. And um, there are times, uh, as those of you who may be familiar with uh, anxiety disorders or or any type of mental health issues, you know that there are highs and lows. And I certainly experience those uh, quite often, actually. Um, I would say that uh, the most of the time I'm, I'm doing really well. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a, I don't know if it's a trait or if it's just the way that my brain works. Uh, it's something that I've been able to somewhat figure out over the years. You know, I've, I've seeked treatment. I've uh, found a certain treatment that, I, that works for me. And it um, allows me to understand, at times, I still falter, but it allows me mostly 98% of the time to understand why my brain works the way it does. So I shared a story about it. I'm going to reference it a little bit here in today's episode uh, about how I help or how golf helps me overcome uh, my anxiety issues uh, and I know that in speaking with a few of you, uh, a few of you have reached out to me on Twitter, uh, both when I originally shared the story and then this past week when I shared it again, uh, sharing some of your stories. Um, and they will remain private because they were shared with me uh, privately. Uh, and I thank you for sharing your stories because I know that, you know, I, I'm not alone when it comes to these feelings or the thought patterns that I have. I know that there are people out there that have similar struggles. There are people out there that have worse, um, who also turn to golf from time to time as a form of therapy. Now, I know that almost comes across as a little cliche. Uh, you know, I know that, you know, I've seen television shows or documentaries or even spoken to people that say that, yeah, you know, like music is my therapy or, you know, writing is my therapy or golf is my therapy. But I... I truly mean that for me. Um, you know, it, it is very therapeutic for me. Uh, I very much enjoy practicing, uh, even more so than actually playing a round of golf. Uh, there's just something about going out, you know, looking at a driving range in front of you or a field or, you know, whatever, um, practice area, uh, hitting golf balls, trying to hit shots, and just concentrating on that one thing in the moment. And it's, it's very helpful for me. 
And I know that uh, some others that I've spoken to have say similar things. And it's also, you know, a form of exercise. Anyone who's familiar with, you know, ways to make, to increase your mood or to, you know, have a positive mood, you know, they say go out and exercise. You want to get those endorphins going. You want to get your adrenaline going. You know, you want all these good chemicals going in your brain uh, to make you feel better. And for me, at least, uh, to a degree, you know, I'm not out there. I'm not out there shedding pounds, folks, um, on the driving range, but it does help because it is a, a physical action. You know, it's exercise in a way, especially in a hot day. Um, and so it is very therapeutic. And so, you know, it's important to talk about not only how golf helps me get over some of the issues that I experience, and I was feeling pretty low this week, I got to be honest with you folks, I'll, you know, leave a lot of the details out, but I was just feeling low. And on Tuesday, I had the opportunity to play uh, a golf course that I never thought I'd be able to play, or at least a, a, a golf course on the property that I'd never thought I'd be able to play, uh, course two on uh, Medina Country Club here in Illinois. My friend, Matt Saturnus from PluggedInGolf.com, uh, invited me to go out there. He had been invited to go out there um, to review this uh, restored golf course. Reese Jones came in and, and restored the layout. It hadn't been touched for like 70 years or something ridiculous. And, you know, the membership voted to go ahead and, and restore the uh, everything, really, about the course, specifically the greens. And uh, he was kind enough, Matt, to uh, invite me out. And we played. And... I was in a state of mind that day where I was doing better than I was the day before, um, but I hadn't really done anything physical. I hadn't really been outside much, actually, uh, and I went out, and we played this amazing golf course uh, surrounded by, you know, three other courses, and you could see Medina number 3, course 3, where they held multiple major championships, the Ryder Cup, all that. You know, and I remember walking that course, watching the Ryder Cup in 2012, and just seeing the majestic, I'll use the word majestic, hashtag majestic, uh, banquet hall that we all know, it looks very Arabian, um, and it was just a great day. You know, I actually played okay, took a few mulligans, don't get me wrong, uh, <laughs> but uh, played okay. Uh, course was great. I'm sure Matt and I will uh, talk in another episode at some point about specifics about the restoration and some of the cool things they got going on at Medina. But I remember taking a moment to step back in the middle of the fairway at one point, because that's the only place I hit my golf ball. <laughs> and um, just looking out, it was a beautiful 65 degree day, you know, sunny, you know, not too hot. It was perfect. And I remember looking around and just thinking, you know what, this, this is what makes you want to get up in the morning and, and again and again and again. Because there are times when even I just cannot face the day. You know, I'll be honest, there have been times, you know, throughout my life that I've, I've thought about just ending it all. I have. And there's always a reason that I keep coming back. There's always a reason that you want to, hey, you know, whether it be a, a family member, whether it be something that you have to do the next day that you really look forward to, or in this case, a golf course that you never thought you'd be able to play, and you go and you, you, you get to hang out with good company, and, and it was just him and I, and we got to, you know, just talk about 
the stuff that I do here, the stuff that he does at PluggedInGolf.com, just in general. And it was it was just awesome. And we went and had lunch um, following the round just at a local uh, tavern. You know, it was like 1130 in the morning. So, you know, we weren't <laughs> we weren't ready to hit it hard or anything. But we went and had lunch and I looked at him and I told him, like, you know, Matt, I really needed this. And Matt, if you're listening, I mean, I, I really that I was being genuine. Like, I, I really <laughs> needed to do that that day. And it was very helpful. Um, and I'm happy to say that I, I feel great today. You know, it's enough time has passed. And as I've mentioned, if you live with something this long enough and you've got the appropriate skill set and you have the appropriate techniques that you've learned through therapy or you've learned through, you know, whatever treatment you decide, you know, you, you, if you're fortunate enough and you're open enough, you're, you're able to get through it. And I'm happy to come out on the other side again. Mental health issues are not talked about enough. You've, you're going to hear that a lot on social, especially following this week. And it needs to be talked about more. The amount of money that people spend on mental health services is staggering. You can go ahead and you can see on a piece that, that the piece that I shared on golfandfilter.com about overcoming anxiety and how golf gets me from one day to the next. Last year, in the United States, people over the age of 18 or older, 18% of the population suffered from some form of anxiety. Think about that. Think about how many millions of people that is. And anxiety disorders themselves, okay, we're not even talking about any of the other uh, conditions or disorders that, that can afflict somebody cost the United States more than $42 billion last year. That's almost one-third of the country's $148 billion total mental health bill. Think about that. $42 billion, a third of it, is related to anxiety. Comparatively, the amount of money that people spent on golf, or in the golf industry, in the entire golf industry, last year was $76 billion. So $42 billion compared to 76 That's a big chunk. So chances are, if you go out, if you're like me and sometimes you like to go out with, you know, as, with a friend or just as a single, you might get paired up with somebody who you don't know. I'm willing to wager, and I have no statistics on this, but I'm willing to wager that if you're one of those people that you're paired up with has suffered from anxiety or some mental health issue at some point. And it's important to understand that, you know, you hear these things about you never know what people are going through. You never know what's going on in their life. Always be kind. That's extremely good advice. People don't do it nearly enough. Hell, I don't do it nearly enough. But it's so true when you think about data like this, when you think about everything that's going on, when you think about the social context, stuff that you hear in the news. We hear about golfers that struggle with certain issues, depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder. They're, they're all around us, no matter where we go. And chances are a person that you meet today, tomorrow, on the golf course a week from now, may fall into one of those categories. And so it is important to be kind. It's important to talk to one another. Because unfortunately, when that doesn't happen, we hear stories like what we heard 
from two very famous people or about two very famous people this past week. And so it's also important to understand how you can actually go and get help. And I know that many of us will see on social or maybe already aware of the National Suicide Hotline. And I'll go ahead and I'll post it in the show notes of this episode and on the website. But there's also a great um, podcast called The Hilarious World of Depression, hosted by uh, John Moe. I don't know anything about John or or whatever that he does, but he, it's a great podcast. And recently, as of I think yesterday actually, they posted a... Uh, a re uh, they reposted an episode, a rebroadcast, and it talks about ways you can get help. And so, I would highly recommend that you go. You can just find it on iTunes or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And one of the things that they were talking about in this episode were the pathways to finding treatment. You know, where do you start if you're feeling down and you know you need help? First of all, if you get to that point, congratulations, because a lot of people don't get to that point. Sometimes you don't know where to go. Do you go to your your primary doctor? Do you just look in the phone book? Do we have phone books anymore? <laughs> um, or do you just go on a website and you search for counselors or psychologists or psychiatrists in my area? It can get very confusing. Believe me, I, I had no idea how to get started years ago. But there's a different there's a few different ways you can get started. One, you go to your primary doctor and you just say, hey, this is this is how I'm feeling. And in my opinion, that might be, you know, and I'm, believe me, this is just my opinion. I don't want to uh, push anyone in one way or the other, but uh, I see a benefit in going to your primary doctor first because this is somebody who knows your full health history. They could probably help if they make a referral to another specialist. They'll, along with that referral, comes that health history and they'll be able to speak intelligently, especially if you've been with. Uh, your general uh, practitioner for a while, um, about your state of mind, about your health. But another option is really to just search for counselors in your area. I'm, I'm speaking to a counselor now um, in my hometown that I found just doing a, I believe it was a Yelp search, actually. They don't just have restaurants on there, to be honest. And as far as the difference between specialties, psychologists, psychiatrists, it, you know, one prescribes drugs, the other doesn't. There's other schooling in there, of course, and I don't mean to uh, minimize all the hard work and dedication that goes into becoming one of those specialists. My younger sister-in-law is actually a psychologist, and I know that it took her quite a while. It takes about a decade to create one uh, through uh, the education system. There's also social workers. There's also other specialists out there that could help and they're all trained and they're all certified in certain uh, by certain boards whatever pertains to their specialty to to talk and to help but one of the things that i actually learned from the the podcast hilarious, uh, the hilarious world of depression um, which i was not actually aware of is if you have health insurance chances are you have a health insurance card if you flip that card over, there's going to be a phone number for, and it differs from insurance vendor. You know, it could be called a drug abuse hotline or 
substance use hotline or behavioral health or mental health. There's going to be a phone number of something on the back in addition to just the general customer service number. You can call that number and just start asking questions about who would I go. This is how I'm feeling. You don't have to go into too much detail. Save that for the specialist you end up seeing. But you could just kind of let them know, and they will point you in a direction. That's their job. It could be a little misleading because, again, there's a very specific you know, group of words next to that phone number on the back of the card, and so you might not immediately think that you could get the help that you need that route. But I felt that was helpful, and I encourage any of you, if you're listening to this, and you're feeling in that uh, you're feeling that way, or if you've you've never known how to start, what's the first step to getting help? Those are a few steps you can take, or a few options. I also want to let everyone know that you know, if you ever look, I know I'm just a random guy that you're listening to. I've met a few of you. You probably read some of my dumb thoughts on Twitter. You read some of the equipment reviews that we put on the site. But I do truly mean this. And I know a few of you have already proactively done this. Shoot me an email. Send me a direct message. Just say, hey, this is, this is what's going on. I am not a mental health professional. But I am someone that would listen. And if that's all you need, if that's what you're looking for is just a sounding board, someone to be on the other end of the email that you send to actually read it and to confirm that it was read, I could, I could be that person. You know how to get a hold of me. But make me the last option because chances are you've got someone near you at work in your home, uh, you know, family member, neighbor, reach out to them too. My wife told me a story, uh, I think a week and a half ago. We, uh, our normal routine is, you know, our dog just loves my wife, just follows her around everywhere. And at the end of the day, right before we go to bed, my wife takes the dog out for a walk. We have an alley behind our house. The other day she was walking the dog and she saw or heard a young woman sitting on a, uh, a staircase that leads down from an apartment building. And she was sad. And my wife said that she sat down next to this woman who was crying. And they got to talking, asking what was going on. I don't believe that the woman was very descriptive or gave many details, but at one point, she did say I, something along the lines of, I just don't know why I, I don't kill myself. And obviously this was pretty moving uh, to my wife. Um, you know, she came back afterwards and she, you know, told me the story and she was emotional. But that's just another example of a random stranger walking a dog, walking past you, and actually took the time to sit down next to someone else who was obviously distraught. 
and just asked, hey, what's going on? Now, I don't know what was going on with this lady. I, I don't know uh, what struggles she was uh, dealing with. And quite frankly, I don't know if we've seen her again. I, I've never seen her, so I wouldn't even be able to point her out. But I would like to think that something as small as just having a conversation could be helpful. And I know it is because I've, I've experienced similar things myself when I've been feeling down. Maybe not to that degree, but talking goes a long way. There's another website I'd like to tell you about, and I've spoken about this before. It's makeitok.org. Go out and visit it. It's a website dedicated to uh, destroying the stigma, I guess. Those are my words, um, not, not a catchphrase or a tagline on the site. Uh, destroying the stigma of talking about mental health issues. And it's really cool because it actually walks you through a few scenarios, you know, through mouse clicks on different ways that you could respond to somebody or engage in conversation with someone who might be struggling. There are many other websites that you can go on if you're struggling. Obviously, uh, we try to do a few things here on Golf Unfiltered to be distractions more than anything. People who like to read about golf equipment, people who like to see my horrible golf swing sometimes, we'll continue to do that. It might not come out as often um, due to all the good things that are going on in, in my life, but... Um, it's important to remember that we'll be a distraction. I'll do my best, along with my friend Matt um, Hackett, who you met at the previous podcast episode. We'll, tr we'll, we'll do our best to put content out. But we're also available, and I know I am, uh, to just listen. I truly mean that. That's all for today, folks. Thanks for uh, sticking in there today, and thanks for sticking with us uh, with this little hiatus that's been going on. I uh, promise that we'll be putting more episodes out here shortly. Take care of yourselves. If you're someone that does need the help that we talked about, just, just do it. You have nothing to lose, and you have everything to gain. Reach me on Twitter at Golf Unfiltered. Send me an email, golfunfiltered at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, folks. Take care of yourselves. 